0: As many in the world mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth, the birthing world celebrates a little-known fact about her, that she had three V-backs, that is, three vaginal births after a cesarean. That's right, her first child Charles, King Charles now, was born by cesarean. Her following three children were all vaginal births. A lot of women don't know that you can have a vaginal birth after a C-section, and Queen Elizabeth did it 70 years ago. That's pretty remarkable. Today's guest is going to share about her two VBACs, how she advocated for herself, how her doctor advocated for her, and advice for any women interested in pursuing a VBAC.
1: I knew I was dilated, so I was like, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. I think, we're, I think we're going to have to have a C-section. I mentally prepared myself for that. And then she checked me and she was like, you're almost five centimeters. Let's try it.
0: Welcome to the Labor Lessons Podcast. Real life lessons from real life labor and delivery experiences. Offering support and the knowledge that you are not alone on your birthing journey. The purpose of this podcast is to educate based on others past experiences. It is not intended as medical advice. I'm your host, Carly, C-section mom, VBAC mom, and mom who's simply passionate about birth. Welcome to this episode of the Labor Lessons Podcast. Today, I am talking with Katie from Glenside, PA. She is 38 years old, is a pediatric nurse, and a mom to three beautiful children who are five, three, and nine months old. She has been married for almost seven years and has a big extended family. Katie's labor lesson is, every birth is different. Having a C section does not limit future births. You can have a vaginal birth after a C section. And Katie was a great resource for me when I was pursuing my VBAC. So I'm really excited to hear her story today. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Hey, Carly. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us your story?
1: All right. So I really had to dig back. A few years. It's been a while. Well, I feel like it's been a while. Um so yeah, I got pregnant about yeah, like so six years ago now was my first child who's um a girl. And you know, pregnancy was fine. She came late, she wanted to stay in there. She was about like forty two weeks almost, and then uh they wanted me to get an induction. So I did, um, which is fine. You know, it was a healthy pregnancy mostly all around. And the induction lasted a really long time after, you know, 24 hours still didn't want to come out. So they opted for, cause like things started to happen just like a medically in the hospital that, you know, we're going against myself and my baby. So they wanted to do a C-section. Um, we, at the time it was the best option and she came out, healthy baby girl. It was great, you know, no issues like post. Um, you know, the recovery was a little rough, but we got through it. When she was about a year old, I got pregnant again with my son, um, Quinn. And right away I was like, I don't want to go through that again. Not that it was like a horrible experience, but I don't want to have it is major surgery. So I wanted to have um, the chance to you know have a vaginal birth, so I um brought it up right away to my doctor, and I had a different doctor with my with my daughter, so it was a it was a new physician and they looked over all the notes and everything, and they were on board with it, but I had to bring it up to them um, they thought right off the bat like, oh so I see you had a C section would you want to schedule that again? I said, No, I want to try. So that was the plan. Like all along, they kept asking me, you still want to try? You still want to try? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, healthy pregnancy throughout. My children like to stay in me long. So
0: <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, they're comfortable. They don't want to come yes, out. Yes, <laughs>
1: They don't want to come out. So I feel like that I always needed an intervention to like, help push through. But I always like dilated, so I know that my body is trying, you know, to have a natural birth. So I just went with that, and um, and I was able to have a successful VBAC, and then had another VBAC um, about nine months ago. So my body obviously knew what to do. I just needed a little bit of push, and I needed the positivity of people around me. And it was a great experience. So I've experienced both. And um, and I'm glad that I went with my gut. And my husband was all on board with doing it. He didn't want me to you know, have a C-section if I didn't have to. Um, I know some women have to, and that's totally fine. But um, I was glad I was able to experience it twice after having a C-section. So yeah, it was great.
0: At what point did you find out that you could have a V-back? Did you like have you always known that it's possible to have a vaginal birth after a C-section or was that something that you looked into after your C-section?
1: Yeah, I did just because I am in the medical field, so I knew that it was a possibility, but I've also have heard more of failures than successes. So I was like, oh, you know, um, And then I've also known women who just they've had one C section and they just like that idea like, oh, yeah, I'm going to schedule my baby ha- to have a, you know, a C section on this date and it's great and everything works out and that's completely fine. But so, yeah, I, I did have some knowledge about it. And um, so that's why literally my first OB appointment, I brought it up how this is what I want to try and do. If my body allows it, I'm not going to, you know, obviously put myself or my baby in harm's way, but I would like to try if, if my body is
0: able to do that. Did you have any, um, issues with being induced with, you were induced with all three of yours.
1: I was induced with all three, um, with Kira. That was the one that ended up with the C-section. I wasn't really dilated as much because I think it was my first child. So I, um, I just had more issues just trying to progress along in the in the labor, but with the other two, I was they called it a soft induction because once you have a C section, they um, don't want a full blown and you know there's just different risks. So I'm in the hospital, I'm monitored, obviously, I you know hooked up, and they just start very slowly, and then I progress pretty quickly, and I think being dilated, having a child already that all helped. I mean, I don't know for sure, but that all helped. And I was able to progress. They said, you know, with my second, that they weren't going to let me labor as long and, you know, to see if I would progress. And I did. I progressed pretty quickly. So it worked.
0: Hmm. Uh, How about like mentally or emotionally? Did you have any like reservations about being induced or you were like, I'm okay with this? Like, it's time for the baby to come out. Let's do it. I didn't want to do it early and I was very adamant, you know, you, everyone has in their head like 40
1: weeks, 40 weeks, 40 weeks. And they wanted me to like schedule like a planned C-section if I didn't go around that date. And I, and I was like that, that's fine. I'm like, but I still, if I'm dilated would want to be induced. So I had this scheduled C-section date. And I didn't want it to be like 39 weeks, 40 weeks. So it was around between 40 and 41 weeks. And I was okay with that. You know, baby was in there. It was healthy, good heart rate, measuring appropriately in good position. So I was okay with being induced um, on those dates because I knew I wasn't going in to just have a C-section. Like they were doing the plan that I wanted. So I felt like I had some control. (laughs) Yeah,
0: <laughs> did you do any like mental preparation for the possibility of a second C section, or you were like, "No, I'm having this baby vaginally"?
1: Yeah, um, talking with my husband Andrew, we both mentally like because we go when everyone talks about like having a birth plan, and after trying that with my first, I realized that goes out the window because your body is going to do what it wants to do. And I mean, it's scary in that way. It's amazing what it does. But um, so, yes, we had to prepare ourselves mentally like, okay, if this induction doesn't work or if I labor too long, like we could have another C-section. I already went through it, so I knew what to expect. But it it is it's still scary. I it's still nerve wracking. It got my nerves like, you know, if I if I weren't to progress, um, what would happen Um, so yeah, we had to like, think of all different scenarios. I think that a lot of people do that anyway in labor, but just a what if, you know, I had to have that, but it would be like, just, you know, just to get the baby out safely at that point.
0: When you were pursuing your VBAC, your first VBAC, did you at any point feel unsupported by your doctor or by anyone else in your life? And how how do you think you would have responded to them or how did you respond to them if you did feel unsupported? Uh, pretty much from the, my
1: practice of nurse practitioners and different physicians, because it's a bigger practice. So I saw someone different pretty much every visit and um, they were all on board. They knew I was very positive about it. So they were very positive about it, which made me feel just like great. Like, you know, cause any one of them could, you know, deliver if I went into labor um, as far as anyone else, you know, I had like some outsiders say, like, Well, you already had one c section like why don't you just want to plan it and do the same you know pick the date and do it again you know and and I would just respond like, if my body's able to have a vaginal birth then it then it will like I'm not gonna put my baby at harm's way, but I want to see what my body's going to do. Many thousands, millions of women have had babies this way. So I wanted to, you know, see if my body could have a baby uh, vaginally and knowing that I'd be monitored closely, you know, made me feel better about it.
0: Ladies, do you find that your husband or boyfriend says insensitive or ridiculous things to you while pregnant? Well, you're not alone. It's time for Ridiculous Things My Husband Has Said to Me While Pregnant. Today's Ridiculous Thing comes from Bernadette in Willow Grove, PA. She says that when she was pregnant with her first child, her husband came to her doctor's appointments with her. When she was six months pregnant, he asked the doctor, why is she gaining so much weight? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Bernadette says he was not allowed to come to any more doctor's appointments after that. Wow. Well, was he allowed in the delivery room? That's what I'd be curious to know. If you have a ridiculous thing you'd like to submit, email me at laborlessons at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell me your name and where you're from, and I'd love to share it with our listeners. Now back to the episode. So you were a good resource for me when I was pursuing a VBAC. At the time you had your back, did you know anyone else who had had a VBAC? Um, no, not at the time or
1: not at the same time that I was going through it, but I have my one friend, she did, um, she did, and it was successful. Hers was, she had a vaginal, yeah, a C-section for her second, and then had another vaginal birth. And that was crazy. because I was like, oh, and she said it was, you know, it was just for different complications. I knew more people who wanted to be back that tried and it was unsuccessful for just different medical reasons. So I didn't have as many resources, but just doing my research and talking to um, like other healthcare professionals, you know, and their experience with delivering women like VBACs.
0: Did you do anything differently to prepare for VBAC than you did for your first birth? I think I was just
1: more in tune with my body. I knew what was happening. I knew that my children love to stay in me very long. So <laughs> I just like prepared to go all the way to the end. Right. And then I knew in my, in my head that once I, once I dilated enough that I wanted to try like that way. Um, but as far as anything else, I didn't really do much else. I just knew my body and knew that. And then even going from my second to my third, since the second went so well, that I was like, this is like, I'm not having another C-section. That's when I was like, I'm having another V-back because I already did it. So I was very like adamant that it was going to go the same way. And my body pretty much did the same thing and it was successful.
0: No, you've done it. Then you have the confidence to know you can do it again. Yes, definitely. Um, can you tell me, I want to come back to your, your first baby, your C-section. Um, can you tell me about what your expectations for birth were before you had your first child versus, um, how it actually went, like how your birth actually went, like, had you mentally prepared for the possibility of a C-section the first time around? No. Um, or you, were you expecting (laughs) like to go into labor naturally? So can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, I think it was just like, you know, first time, I thought it was going to
1: be like the, oh, my water breaks at home. Oh, and I, you know, have to be rushed to the hospital. And then the baby comes out a few <laughs> hours later, just like the the TV shows and the movies. I was not expecting it first for her to be very late. I tried everything naturally to help induce labor. Nothing worked. So I think I had planned to go in there and try and labor as long as I could without any drugs, do the natural way, try and, you know, do it on my own with the help of my husband. We had all like the calming music, the massages, the ball, like the, the yoga ball, everything. So it was very, very shocking when they came in at hour 40 and said, I think it's time for a C-section. I've, consider myself a a good advocate for myself just because being in the medical field and I even went through every scenario with them and then in the end I realized like we just wanted our baby out safely and I trusted them that's where we ended up but it's nothing what we expected it really threw us I was scared my husband was scared He was scared, you know, going into the operating room. It's just scary when it all happens at once and your body is not doing what you thought it was supposed to do.
0: Yeah, I second that. Was there, I mean, you were in, I can't even imagine, 40 hours of labor. Was, I know for me when it was like time for my C-section, like I was very upset. Um, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I cried. It was a whole, it was a whole big thing. Like I was not nearly in labor as long as you were. Was there also some sort of like, some sort of sense of relief, like it's over. I just want to meet my baby. Or was it like, no, I'm, I'm not really ready for this.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the initial shock when I heard them bring up the words, I was just scared and I was like, wow, I'm really gonna, you know, have to, have to go through this. But I am my, my sister, she's never had a V-back, but she's had a C-section. So I've watched her go through it and I knew that, once you see that baby the baby's out and you feel like a sense you know a relief the baby's here everything's you know everyone's healthy um so talking to my husband right at the moment I think he helped calm me down because I was initially like no 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 but he said "Kate, like our baby is going to be here very shortly safely they know what they're doing and I think that helped me realize yes we just want to and I think I was just pure exhaustion. I hadn't slept and it was just time. I tried, I tried my best and I didn't feel like I was, I failed or anything
0: like that, but it was just like, oh,
1: why didn't my body do
0: what it, you know, I thought it could do. Um, You changed providers for your, your second child.
1: Yeah. Cause we had my daughter when we lived out West. So I came, when we moved back to the East coast, I had a, Uh, a new practice.
0: Did you have a conversation after your C-section with your provider out west about having a vaginal birth afterwards, or you had already knew at that point that you probably weren't going to be staying?
1: Yeah, I did actually bring it up in
0: my, um,
1: in my like follow my postpartum, like six week check, I think, or eight week check. I brought it up to her just like, you know, if for whatever, you know, in the future, if I want to have more children, would there be any reason why I couldn't have a VBAC? And she looked over, like, the operative notes and everything, and she's like, yeah, I just think it was just failure to progress, but there's no – it's not like your baby was huge, couldn't get down the birth canal, or, you know, you had any complications post. So she put it – she had said it to me, like, there would be no reason why you couldn't. And I brought that up because my sister had two C-sections – And they said that just because for different reasons that like she would never be able to have a a vaginal birth. So I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like genetic or, um, so that gave me some confidence too,
0: um, that, okay, there should be no reason why I couldn't try. Yeah. I was just curious about that. Do you feel like you had to advocate for yourself to have a VBAC? Can you tell me about like some ways that maybe you did? Um, I think it's
1: just, uh, when I initially went to like the OB, like, they didn't bring it up. They just was like, Oh, I see you had a C-section before. And I think they just assumed because maybe a lot of women do that. But I, so I did, I just spoke up. Um, I pushed for induction. I didn't want to get induced early. I wanted to see if my body would naturally go into labor first, but knowing that there's a time that the baby needs to come out. So, um, you know, we had a, we'd like compromised and just said, like, okay, if you don't go by this date, then, like, we'll either check you. I think mine was just, like, a different um, circumstance because I went in for, like, my C-section date for my second child, but I was dilated enough. So I was able to, you know, have a vaginal birth. So I think it's just speaking up. Even my husband, he's very vocal. He, you know, asked questions and I just, every appointment just said, yep, still trying for a VBAC, still doing this. So they just know, I think it is, you just have to know the questions to ask, do your research, and just come up with that plan with your doctor right off the bat. That's what you want. Those are your wishes.
0: Yeah, that's huge to have that support from your your partner too, to back mm-hmm. you up on that. Yes. So yeah. you went in for your VBAC on your scheduled C-section date. Yes. Did you, so you were, you were prepared to go in and have another C-section or you, it was kind of like, well, I'll schedule this and then I'll just, you know, I want them to induce me when I go in that day.
1: Yeah. So like I, I scheduled my C-section date with my second child a week after my due my like technical due date, but I knew I was dilated. So I was like, "Maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. They kept checking me every week, but I hadn't progressed a lot. So like the day I went in, I did I was like, oh, I think we're I think we're gonna have to have a C-section. I mentally prepared myself for that, and then she checked me, and she was like, "You're almost five centimeters. Let's try it. Let's try, and I'll do a soft induction, and let's try and see you labor. I don't know if every doctor would have done that." And when I did bring that up to another doctor, they were like, wow. And I think it was just the luck. And I was surprised that she brought it up. And I was happy, so happy that she brought it up. And I was like, yep, all for it, all on board. Let's do this. Um, it was like first thing in the morning we were there because I thought I was going in for an early C-section. So it really did. Like the doctor that was on was wonderful. To add, She advocated for me. I'm not sure. She has children. I'm not sure what her like um, labor history is, but she uh, so that was great. And then for the third one, it was same thing. I scheduled a C-section date because I have a previous C-section 40, a little over 40 weeks, but I knew I was dilated. I was the same as before. So like they even said, okay, we're just going to put you in as a C-section date, but we're going to, you're going to come in and we're going to induce you if everything else looks okay if the baby's in position and do all that and it was so like I, I had more confidence the third time around
0: mm-hmm. that's amazing that your doctor was like hey I yeah I don't know that many doctors would do that that would like, I know still push for you to have a VBAC
1: I know she was young she was you know Yeah, just all for doing it. And she was on all day. So I knew that she was going to be the one to deliver. It's not like she was signing off to somebody else. And I did. I thanked her like a thousand times for advocating for me, for us. Uh Yeah, and the nurses were all on board too. They were like, all right, we don't have to do a C-section today. Yay, we can labor, you know, help you labor. So it was good. That's really incredible. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Katie, do you have any advice for someone who's pursuing a VBAC?
1: Um, I would just say like, if you if your provider gives you some pushback, um, get a second opinion. If there's other doctors in the practice, maybe you just ask for another doctor or nurse practitioner, or you just move practices. Cause as long as you aren't putting yourself at harm or your baby at harm, there's no reason why your body, why you shouldn't be able to pursue a VBAC. Um, do your research mm-hmm. Ask around for other experiences, other people who have had successful VBACs, um, make sure your partner is on board. And um, yeah, you just have to really advocate for yourself and speak up of what you want for you and your baby. Awesome.
0: Well, Katie, thank you so much for being here with us today um, and sharing your story and, yeah. and being an advocate for VBACs. I'm 100% with you on that one also. That's Awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks. It was great to rehash my labor stories. And um, yeah, I hope that it helps women in the future. Thank you.
0: If you enjoy listening to the Labor Lessons podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcast listening app. This helps more people to be able to find the podcast and allows us to keep having great guests on the show like we did today. Thank you for listening.